0: Welcome to Shit We Do For Love, the podcast where we delve deep into the gap between our human need for love and connection and our secret belief that we're not really good enough to be loved and all the weird that ensues. I'm your host, Wendy Windle. This podcast is sponsored by my guide to getting you back time for you. Head to wendywindle.com, there's a link in the show notes, and get your free copy of Five Ways to Create Boundaries that Give You Back Time for You. Because never having enough time for ourselves is just more shit we do for love. Hello, love. Wendy Wendell here, the Love Your Bloody Self coach. And I wanted to talk to you today about the good girl trap. And really, what the inspiration for this whole shit we do for love podcast is about. So today I'll be talking about what is the good girl trap? What's it costing you to be in it? Why are we in it? Why can't we just say... I love myself and magically be done with it forever. And at the end, I'll be going through five pillars of self-love so that you can either begin or really deepen your journey to absolutely bloody loving yourself. So where does this begin? Let's take us back to when you were just a wee thing. We are born into this world completely limitless on the inside and totally useless on the outside. Have you ever looked into a baby's eyes and experienced the boundless universe inside of them? They have no concept of me and you, good or bad, can or can't. They're 100% present in the experience of just being right here, right now. They are pure potential waiting to be unleashed, but they can't even fetch themselves a snack. We catch on pretty quickly as human beings that we are completely at the mercy, at the grace, at the goodwill of the people who are our caregivers, our parents, the people here who raise us. We need them for food, for shelter, and for love. And humans need love. We need to feel that we are connected and held by a community. But pretty soon, we learn that certain types of behavior seem to win us the smiles and love of our parents, and certain types of behavior do not. We grow up with our attention more and more fixated on the outside, on our parents, our teachers, and then our peer groups, always asking ourselves the question – Do you like me like this or how about like this? Does this make you love me? Am I doing enough to be lovable? And we turn ourselves into good little girls because that's what gets us the most love, the most praise, the most acceptance and security in our community Make no mistake, underneath all of this good girling is a primal fear that if we fall out of the favour with the people who control the cuddles and the food, we will be left in the cold to die. We spend so much of our early life trying to mould ourselves into someone who is acceptable to the people around us that by the time we've grown up, most of us, me included, have completely forgotten the boundless potential that we came in with. Snapping out of the good girl, conformative, trying-to-be-validated behaviour isn't as easy as every Freaking course selling six weeks to transformation or the secret to unlocking your power or prosperity code downloads, ambitious fast babes, forever. All of this stuff trying to sell you that you can transform yourself, you know, by spending $99 on an internet course that's got six hours of stuff in it. It's, it's just, it's a lie. This work takes time It takes time. And I know that's not what you want to hear today, but it means you can forgive yourself if you've been on a self-love, spiritual growth, be a better person, kick for a while, but still feel like you have a ways to go. It's also why I wanted to create a podcast so I can keep showing up to step-by-step support you as you unfold in your own time on this journey to self-acceptance. But why can't we just snap out of it, right? You know, we it's understandable. We grow up trying to be good girls, trying to fit in, trying to do well, trying to get their A's, trying to get whatever your community decided was important for you to be lovable. We do all that. And it's understandable when we're helpless little children. But then, you know, when we turn 18, why don't we just snap out of it? Well, I'm going to tell you a story. And it's not my story. It's a story from Anthony DeMello. Who is an Indian Jesuit monk and has written some of my favorite books on the human condition. And he tells a story about a camel. There was once a merchant crossing the desert with a camel train. And one night, the camel boy, who was supposed to tie up the camels and bed them down for the night, comes to him all distraught because he's run out of rope to tie up the camels. There's one camel left and she's not tied down for the night which means she's going to wander off without a leash. So he runs to the merchant to say, I need more rope. I don't have enough rope. This one camel's going to wander off. And the merchant smiles to him and just says, "Um, you don't actually need a rope. Just go through the motions of tying up the camel. Pretend that you have a rope and mime it, mime tying her to a stake in the ground. But the boy says that there is no rope. She's just going to wander off into the night. Trust me, says the merchant. She won't move. So the boy does as he's told, and lo and behold, the camel stays put on an imaginary rope. But the next morning, the boy's got a problem. He's trying to get all the camels up and moving for the day, but one camel is refusing to budge. So he goes again to his master, all upset, and the merchant asks, which of the camels won't move and the boy says the one i just pretended to tie up ah says the merchant did you remember to pretend untie her and the boy is just so frustrated he says but there is no rope she doesn't know that says the merchant she believes in the rope that isn't there so strongly that you're gonna have to pretend untie her before she can start her day's journey. We are a bit like that camel. There is no rope, but we were taught to look for love and acceptance outside of ourselves as children. And that child is still inside running the show with us as adults now. Being a good girl, trapped inside a woman's body, can look like people-pleasing, putting everyone's needs ahead of our own at the cost of our own joy. Or perfectionism, being afraid to make a mistake or try something new because we're not allowed to be flawed and we don't know how people will feel about it. Or we assume that they'll hate it and we can't bear the thought of doing something people will hate. Or Procrastination, forever putting off actually acting on our big dreams because we have a deep anxiety about moving forward. It doesn't feel safe. And remember, in a deep, primitive, locked away part of our brain, it isn't safe to go against what our community wants us to be. So I'm not just saying, like, this is another reason why I'm saying, I'm not saying, we well, listen to this podcast and put these things into action. You'll be cured by tomorrow. This takes time because we're rewiring our beliefs, just like that camel had been tied up for so long every single night of her life and then believed in a rope, even though there was no rope. These beliefs take a while to undo. We're going to explore, not just in this episode, but throughout this podcast, all of the things That don't make sense to us. The behaviors that don't make sense to us. The stuff that makes us think, what is wrong with me? Why do I keep doing this? Why can't I just move ahead? Why can't I ask for the promotion or leave this dickhead? All the shit that we do for love, not because we're broken or stupid or stuck forever, but because at a deep level of our brain, it makes sense because we need love to survive but there is no rope. The rules that we had to play with as children don't exist anymore. When we claw back our own power by deciding that we are good enough to be loved by ourselves now, exactly as we are, we stop doing shit for love. And for me, there are five pillars or five touchstones on this journey. They're what my one-to-one coaching practice is built on. And this stuff makes women fall madly in love with themselves. So grab a pen because I really want you to madly love yourself. The five pillars of self-love are all about taking back responsibility for our own lives. And they are truth, boundaries, respect, curiosity, and stillness. And I'm going to touch on each one of them now. One, truth. Speak your truth. Stop being a good girl and speak up for yourself. Now, I have seen this swing really too far the other way when people start That kind of, you've seen this when people are like, I don't care what I say, me, I'll just say anything. I don't care. That's, mm, we can sense that's bullshit, right? (laughs) Sharing your actual truth, speaking your actual truth isn't about not caring what you say or not taking responsibility for what you say. It's having the courage to share what's actually happening for you. Let's normalize being a human by talking about present moment feelings saying things like, I feel a bit spun out right now, or I'm really angry about this, or there's a weight in my chest. Just having the courage to actually speak up about what our human experience is in the moment, is—it it, that drives a wedge into this programming that we've been taught that we're not important or we don't have anything to say. So the key question into this pillar is simply, what is going on with me right now? So the opportunity, the invitation here is for you to just take this up as a habit of just checking in with yourself and saying, what's going on with me right now in this moment? And then having the courage to share it, share it with the people around you who you know you can love and trust, and then share it with everyone. Number two, boundaries. Saying no when you mean no and yes when you mean yes, which sounds really simple. But again, because we've got this good girl trap hanging over us, we've been raised in a world where we're supposed to be nice and giving and always supporting others and putting ourselves last. But That leads us into a world of pain and frustration and really toxic relationships. If you want to work on your boundaries, I've got a free guide for you. Five ways to build boundaries that get back time for you. Go over to wendywindle.com and grab it. There's a link in the show notes as well, but it's wendywindle.com. It's right there on the front page of the website because that's how much I want you to have it. Number three, respect. Now, just... Right now, I'm going to bring this respect right down to respecting the body, your vehicle. And you might have heard me say or rant before about self-love is not about having a bloody bubble bath. It's about respecting your body. You wouldn't put a jug of margaritas in your car and expect it to run, right? So why do we do that to our bodies? And I'm not talking about you can't have a margarita, Margaritas are lovely, thank you. I'm talking about the way we think about ourselves and the way we respect our bodies and be transformative in terms of the experience that we have in this life. We know there's a mind-body connection, right? If I ask you to imagine going to your fridge and taking a lemon out and cutting it with a really sharp knife so that little lemon oil sprays up in the air, My mouth's watering right now. I'm like, "Mm." and if you're listening along, I'm sure yours is too. But there's no lemon, right? Just like that camel with the rope. There's no rope. There's no lemon. It's just in our imaginations. That's how powerful the mind-body connection is. And yet, we think negative thoughts. We talk to ourselves like we're frankly pieces of crap, and expect that to not affect our bodies. It does. And another thing we do is we don't listen to the wisdom of our body. Your body can heal you and even help release your negative thinking if you give her that job. And the key question into this pillar is simply to ask yourself, what is my body asking for or what is my body trying to tell me and this is about leaning into our intuition getting into that gut wisdom what is my body asking for right now or what is she trying to tell me and then trusting her enough to take an action so if your body you know your mind might have worked something out and it seems like a really solid plan and very rational and reasonable way to move forward but if your body is saying no What would life be like if you trusted your body? Respect your vehicle. Number four of these pillars to self-love is curiosity. Curiosity is the magic fairy dust that will snap that invisible rope. Never say never. Always be discovering yourself without setting limits. Up until the age of around four, children believe that they can do anything I've actually got a scar on my forehead because I fully believed I could fly. So we might need to temper our beliefs a tiny bit. But as grown-ups, we tend to swing too far the other way and jump to the conclusion that just because we haven't done something in the past, we are doomed to fail forever. But the future's not set as long as we are curious and open to the fact that anything can happen. So ban these words from your vocabulary. I can't unless you're actually setting a boundary. And someone says, "Yeah, Yo, you know, can you babysit this Friday?" No, I can't. If somebody's asked you, and you? Are you capable of doing something?" or you're even thinking, "I'd really love to go and I don't know, go live on a Greek island for three months and write a novel." As soon as you hear your mind saying, "I can't," no, replace the "I can't" with, "How could this be possible?" Which is the key. To curiosity how could this be possible start to claw back some of that boundless limitation that you came here with number 5 stillness now this is the foundation of it all is the found, i was going to say it's the foundation of my practice and my coaching practice it's actually the foundation of the universe stillness without stillness we are trapped in the old programming and we're at the mercy of advertising, society, whatever the world is trying to throw at us and tell us we are right now in the moment. In other words, that rope is getting thicker and stronger. With stillness, we get to melt the rope just by simply being here right now. Search for moments in your day when you can let go of the chatter and just be. This is a revolutionary act when you just are right here, right now, and you don't need anything or need to be doing anything, when you don't need anything outside of yourself, you stop doing shit that hurts you. We stop doing shit for love. Now, discovering how to access stillness and live in that state is a lifetime teaching and the type of thing that I'll be going deeper into in the Love Your Bloody Self Club which is over at wendywindle.com forward slash love club. I'll pop a link in the show notes as well. wendywindle.com forward slash love club. So to recap, as children, we learn how to be good girls so we can get love and praise and at the very least not be left outside to die by our parents. But a part of us is still trapped in that pattern, believing that we need to be good and behave ourselves and suppress the unlovable parts of ourselves. But this is just old rope and there is no rope. This core belief that we're not good enough and we have to do better and we have to impress people that's us doing all types of shit for love. And the antidote, the way to dig ourselves out of the good girl trap is to fall madly in love with ourselves and stop putting ourselves last for love. And that's to lean in to the five pillars of self-love, truth, boundaries, respect, curiosity, and stillness. I hope this episode gave you a little bit more insight into why I'm here for you and inspires you to stay or even start on this journey to self-love because I bloody love you, but my point of being here is to help you love your bloody self.